This week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me on the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you alright, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, yeah, it's alright, mate. Not too bad, not too bad. Buzzing after Sunday, great win uh, to get the, the points and move up to third in the table. So, uh, I'm really excited for this game against Wigan on, on uh, Friday night. Cool. Also, joining me on the show this week, we've got uh, David Campbell, i.e., at Willows Road, right, Dave? Guys, thanks for the invite. Uh, I've been listening to the show for a long time, and really just to get me uh, get me first invite on the show. Buzzing. Yeah, looking forward to what you've got to say. I think about all things so for Red Devils. What have we got on the show this week, Paul? Yeah, we've got a review of the great victory against Widmus. We've got the amateur report. We've got the news this week because there's quite a lot of news and, and stories to get through, and we've also got a preview of the game again on Friday night this coming week against Wigan. Yeah, cool. So what we'll do, we'll. Uh, Start about we'll start talking about the win against Widnes on Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. So Salford Red Devils beat Widnes Vikings 30 points to 10 on Sunday, Paul. Big win for Salford and a great result. Yeah, it certainly was, you know, backing up after the Toronto game, you know, we, that game took a lot out of us, didn't it? You know, a few players without George Griffin, uh, no Mossopers. A lot of young players stood up and were counted on, on Sunday. You know, Daniel Murray came in, made his debut, and uh, I thought he was outstanding. Nia Levels came back into the side after after being out of the team for a long time, and, and he did us proud. I thought he was absolutely fantastic, Nia Levels, on, on Sunday, and really laid a marker down. So, uh, very pleasing, very solid performance as well defensively, and uh, we scored some excellent tries, and and it was a great win. Yeah, a lot of people, Dave, were worried uh, before the game. Obviously, you know, Witness have found a bit of form, haven't they, the week before? And, you know, Salford didn't take that into account. The game, they went out, played the game and, and won. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it was it was the first sort of test of our, uh, the depth of our squad. Um, a lot of the pundits throughout the season, um, when they've been looking at where we're perched in the league, have been saying that once we pick up some injuries, that'll be when we start to nosedive. And I felt that it was the first test of our squad where, like you say, the, the chaps you've just mentioned dropped into to the squad. Uh, Jake, um, nine levels back in the team, um, stepped up. And I, I, think, I thought it was pretty seamless. I think we, we look like a Red Devils team that has been out all season. So it didn't look like we had a... A second string team out. It looked like we were just doing what we do, so I was well impressed. Yep, Salford's lineup was Niall Levels at fullback, Greg Johnson, Chris Wellen, Josh Jones, Jake Bibber, Rob Louis, Michael Dobson, Lamatazzi, Logan Tonkins, Adam Warren, Ben Murdovasala, Mark Flanagan, and at loose forward was Ali Krinicki. On the bench was Salford was Craig Kopjack, Ryan Lannan, Chris Brynan, and Daniel Murray. Um, Oli Krinicki at loose forward, Paul, you know, filling in there, uh, did a good job for me. He did, he worked hard, he did, he worked really hard, I think all the forwards worked hard and just going, to, somebody mentioned Adam, Adam Wall on uh, social media the other day, how well he was playing and I think we, we touched on it the other week but he looks fantastic now when he, could, when he starts, I mean he's, some of the, the tackles he was putting in with Lamatazzi earlier in the first half, there were some bone crunching hits and he's, he's taking that ball with real steel as well, as, as we mentioned there Daniel Murray came on and he's a big lad Daniel Murray takes some stopping and no, for his for his debut there to come on and, and play in the mature way that he did because he, he he lands on his front he's 
but playing the ball quick, he looks a real mature player. So, uh, so I was really, first, I was really impressed. Yeah. In his first carry, he he, he sat one of their players down, didn't he? he, did, he? Yeah. Um, he, and and what I really liked when he came off the pitch at the end of the game, he just looked like he'd absolutely loved it, loved it, um, which is great. He's been out at Bradford most of the season, um, and he's come back, took his opportunity, and I think I thought he, I thought he did himself really proud. Yeah. Well impressed with Murray. Been yeah. looking, I've been really excited to see him, and he, and uh, I thought he did great. Yeah, he's a good lad as well, Daniel Murray. I spoke to him a few times this season. I spoke to him before the, the season and I kept in touch and I've seen him chatting about the club and that and I know he's been champing at the bit waiting for his opportunity and I think he's been a bit disappointed, you know, and he's been in the squad and then I spoke to him and he's not played and he's but he's he's kept his he's kept his head and he's not sulked about it. He's carried on, he's worked hard, he's gone to Bradford and he's always got a smile on his face and he he waited for his opportunity and took it with both hands and he, he's a nice he's a really nice lad and I think he's got a massive future in at Salford. Talking about people who, you know, took the opportunity, Jake Bibby. Uh, starting on the wing, obviously Justin Kiley not able to play that week. Uh, Dave, you know, good try from him and you know, good performance throughout. Yeah, I thought he was great. His support play was great for his try. Um, again, he didn't look didn't look out of place. Um, yeah, I, Jake Bibby, I think I'm well impressed. Uh, got some great great meters. I think uh, I think was he our highest meter maker actually for the game. Um, so yeah, Jake Bibby impressed as well. Um, and uh, I saw I saw Ian Blee say that it was his favourite win of the season actually because these young guys have come in, took their opportunity, um, and like I said before, we, we looked like a regular Red Devils team. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a different outfit out there. They just looked like guys who were uh, were ready to play. Um, so well impressed. Yep, Salford up the scoring pole. Uh, with a try from Ben Byrne at Vasala, rampaging over from close range, first of his, his two in the game, you know, big unit from that from that you know far out going at pace, you know he's he's going to get over their line every time, isn't he? Of course, yes, yeah, good work from Michael Dobson, lovely offload from from Dobson. We've got to mention Dobson and Robert Louis there. They're laying a lot of these these tries on, aren't they, for, for the big forwards? And you're not going to stop a, a bloke like uh, Ben Masilla. I mean, I thought he was out, he was unstoppable, wasn't he, on on, on Sunday? We'll probably talk about his other try later on, but. He was unstoppable against the witness on Sunday, and he's he's a big forward, Mister He's one of the standout players in, in the Super League this season. Yeah, obviously Salford scored again. A try by Greg Johnson, Dave. You know, a little kick through by Wellham, and he gets on the end. What a great finish that was! Yeah, and what a great partnership them two boys are. Um, as jo- Johnson, have they both played every fixture? Uh, Wellham and uh, Wellham may may not have, but John, I think Johnson John, has. Yeah. Johnson's yeah, John. played every game. Um, I think Chris Wellham's been a, a massive buy um, uh, late on, late on in the sort of close season to pick him up, and he, I think he's been ace. And I think Johnson's game has really come on as a consequence of that. I think they've got a great partnership, uh, and I think we're seeing the best of Greg Johnson now. I've not seen a, a clip yet. Of the break that them two had in the middle, did you remember that? And then yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 they gave a, a knock on in the sort it of passing. the windless man, I think, didn't it? it touched yeah. the windless player. Uh, yeah. But I, I hope we can find a clip of that online at some point because that that would have been a bit of a worldy try that if it had come off. Uh, yeah, them two uh, are really pleasing to watch. Um, you know, usually we're talking about Carney and Sal, aren't we? Uh, but Wellerman. Um, Wellam and Jono, I think, have been ace. 
Yeah, I think obviously they come under the radar because obviously everyone's looking at the other side, aren't they, Paul, with the likes of Carney and Sal. Yeah. But they, they come up, you know, week in, week out with great performances and, and great scores. And, you know, it's a it's an option for us now because we can go either way at the Rook and teams have to deal with that, don't they? Yeah, certainly. Chris, Chris Wellens is a very, very clever footballer. Like we said before, he's an out-and-out centre. But he's got he's got the ability to offload. He, he knows where his wingman is. And, and we've noticed this season, he's a good finisher as well. And that finish he witnessed in the away fixture was outstanding. But he, he's got that knack for, um, for, for for kicking the ball through as well. He's, he's a good kicker of the ball. He's a very, very clever player, Chris Wellens. A very underrated player, I think. And we, we spoke about him in the close season when we signed him. His try record. And I, I, I've watched him. No play for Oakard and Bradford, and been always been very impressed with him. I think he's settled in and into Salford, and uh, you know, you know, he's, he's worked on his defence as well. That looks a bit dodgy at first, you know, that Huddersfield game, but he's worked on that and he's in, he's improved as a player, and I think he's he's nailed down that that, that centre spot now, Chris. Yeah, obviously they've got to half time, uh, Dave, twelve uh, nil. Uh, what great defence at the in the Dynamics of that first half, though, and that shows what commitment and you know everyone's together, aren't they? Absolutely, uh, defensively, um, we, we, we've been we've been we've been like a different team defensively this season. Uh, is that down to Willie Poaching? Um, I don't know. I, th I think he may have some sort of uh, something to do with that. I think the team ethic is is fantastic to see. Um, you know. In fact, I think we're, we're just a couple of tackles behind Cass for. Um, as a team, the most tackles in Super League. Um, yeah, defensively, we look ace at the minute, and I, I think poaching might have something to do with that. Who knows? Yeah, like I say, we, we don't really know. We don't we don't follow him round doing training, but it's you can see a difference, can't you, Paul? This season, you know, we we want solid defence. Good teams are built on defence, aren't they? And if we continue to build on that, uh, who knows where that will take us? Yeah, certainly the defence, like as they say, the Australians tend to say, no, the defence wins games, and it does, doesn't it? It builds that platform. And just going back to what you guys are saying there, I think Willie Poaching's had a massive influence on on the team this season, and Martin Gleeson as well. The, the great work they're doing, all the coaching staff, I think it's been tremendous, and that's what our foundations are being built on this season. You, you go to the games, a lot of the games we've played at home this season. I was sitting with Darren Sunday. They've been really tight. We've not really sort of blown anybody away. Um, the league game was tight the one or two games tight but he's been one on solid defence hasn't it the cast game as well he's been one on, on good defence so uh, so yeah long may that continue I thought it was, was great again goal line defence as well I mean goal line defence you've got to show that desire and never giving up and, and they did that just before half time there I mean it, it looked easier for Witness to score uh, from, from the, the buffalo that they had but how we scrambled it it was, it was tremendous and that was a big big point in the game going 12 at half time so yeah big wraps to the defence yeah, always crucial to try and stop the try just before half-time, which we did. Unfortunately, the one just after they got through, Widnes scored just after half-time, Dave, by Tom, Gilmo, uh, Tom Gilmore, kind of going on our blind side uh, of defence and finding a gap. But, you know, Salford still came back, didn't they, and, and looked solid enough. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the try where uh, just caught... He spotted Ben Murdoch, Nassilla, who hadn't managed to get back to his position in the line. Uh, and he headed straight for him. I mean, it was great. It's great work from uh, Gilmore. I think if that's the try, I'm thinking yeah. in that in that left hand corner. Um, and yeah, so I've no doubt what's all on the team, uh, the backroom back staff will be looking at those couple of lapses. Um, because I, I know he was, I know, I know he'll, he'll be disappointed with stuff like that, Ian. Um, 
where, where we just probably let ourselves down. Um, if you listen to his post-match interviews, he, he's never happy about stuff like that. Where the sort of you know you call them soft tries, don't you? Um, but yeah, um, we we then came into that second half, and I was never in doubt then. Don't about you guys, but I just thought we are cruising now. Mm. Um, we're sort of chucking the ball around. We're back to our expansive rugby confidence. We looked ace, um, and I I, I I weren't really expecting that because. We've had, we've had three really difficult, you know, um, we've had three tough, close encounters apart from Catalan, but that was a bruiser. Um, so I didn't know how we'd come out of that uh, against Witness. And like you said earlier, they'd had that good result the week before. And then, yeah, I think we just sort of took off then. Uh, and we won comfortably, didn't we? Yeah, like Dave said, Paul, we, we looked in control. But what, what a try uh, by Nile Evans. Little kick by uh, Rob Louie off the outside of his boot, finds the gap and he's there to snap it up. Obviously been out the side, Danny, for the last couple of weeks, but coming back with a try, that's that sends a message, doesn't it? Certainly does. It was a great reverse kick. One, it was like a training ground move, wasn't it? Well, that's one thing you've got with Nilo. He's a good support player. What a fantastic support player. He's, he's got the knack to be in the right place at the right time, Nile. And, and if you go off his try record for Salford, you know, that he says it all, doesn't it? He's got a fantastic try record at, at the club. And um, and yeah, and I, I thought he was he was tremendous under the under the high ball, um, really really good. So um, so yeah, great great play from from Evans. Yeah. There, there was a there was another kick. Uh, uh, they did just didn't quite fall for him. In, in a, I think uh, Dobson put that one through. Maybe it just didn't bounce for him, but he, he could quite easily have had a second try there. Um, uh, while we're talking about Niall, um, did he look? Did he look like that? That was his first game for us in, at fullback this season. He just looked like he played there all season. He's so comfortable. Um, you know, if Gaz is out for a couple of games, I'm quite confident that Nail can Nail can do the job. Um, I really hope that we can hang on to him. It's difficult for a young lad; they want to be playing. But um, if he can see the vision in a club, you know, sort of three years down the line, uh, maybe Dobson might. You know, maybe Dobson's moved on. Will Gaz O'Brien move into the halves? Is that an opportunity for Evels? I just hope we can hang on to him. But I can understand it's difficult for good players like him. They want to be playing rugby week in, week out at a decent standard. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Niall, but I'm sure I'm not the only Salford fan who would be desperate to keep him on the books. Yeah, as well, Niall Evels and Gaz O'Brien, they're both kind of two different sort of styles of, of fullback, aren't they? Um, sorry, Gaz O'Brien, like you know, is a bit more creative, I think, with balling under. That's why I think Ian Watson's kind of picks him over Evels. But for straight line running and, and hitting gaps, I don't think uh, there's anyone better than than Nile Evels. When he, when he gets through a hole, he you know he usually finishes it off. Uh, but obviously, looking back at the game, Widnes, um you know, came back into it, Paul, didn't they? Try by Arvan, big unit him out wide, uh, and Salford's defence just couldn't couldn't deal with it. No, no, it was unlucky. I thought. I mean. If he'd have been on Sky, they'd have gone to the extreme for that because I thought that Chris Wellham had got underneath me. I think he sort of protested in the game, didn't he? To say he'd held the guy up. But you know, he's a strong bloke, that Patrick Garvan, and he's, he knows where the try line is. He's hard to stop there. So, so yeah, they, did, they, did, they didn't give up witness. I think, you know, you've got to give him a bit of credit. I think they've improved uh, a, a lot, an awful lot since we played him at, at, at witness. They've got the halfbacks back in the side. Now that Miller's a, a clever player, and Gilmore as well. They, you know, the, the two good young halfbacks there, and, uh, you know, they're all mugs witness, and I think that's testimony to us how well we played on uh, on Sunday but yeah they did get that try then I think they got it back to 18-10 I think they missed the conversion so like you know we kept them at arm's length there we still had an 8 point lead 
Yeah, 18-10, uh, Dave. You know, I mean, the pressure's building on, on us a bit there because obviously witness, you know, after that try, you know, they looked like the wind was beginning to, you know, in the sails. But, you know, Salford stuck to that, didn't they? Uh, and a great second try by Ben Minton Salah, you know, basically rampaging through that witness defence to score. Eased all the tension, didn't it? Definitely. Um, uh, my, my missus couldn't be at the game at weekend. She was at a wedding and she said when she saw the score come back to 18-10, she was flapping a bit. Um, and But I've got to be honest, I, when we were in that second half, I just thought uh, I thought the half-backs managed the game so well. Uh, and I, I, was pretty, I was pretty confident we were going to go on and win that. Um, and Ben Murdoch and Silla sort of scored two. Um, signature tries for Benny, them sort of where he's carrying defenders with him, um, and he and he's just he's so much of a threat. They don't know how to handle him. Uh, similar to our van for them, really. Not not similar, but if I could have said who do you think is going to score for them, I would have said uh, our van would have been on the score sheet for them. He, he tends to get one against us out wide, um, but Benny, he just looks back to decent fitness and so dangerous for us. He's such a great player, and he's, he's, I don't know, his tackle busts must be right up there for us. I imagine he's, he's the highest tackle bust, I'm not, I don't know, but he's just so so dangerous. The players, opposition must, must hate having to deal with him. Yeah, looking at, obviously, you know, the the pack there, Paul, you've got Ben Murnett Masal, you've got Lamataze, you've got Warren, you've got, you know, lots of energy and lots of power, aren't they, in, in the forward pack, and like Dave said, you know, Teams are struggling, aren't they, to, to deal with that? They certainly are. If you if you asked all the coaches in the Super League, you know, if you could sign a player mid-season forward, we'd want Ben Murdoch Masilla in the team. Definitely, I think he'd walk into most Super League sides. And um, yeah, he, and, and the other guys we've got as well. You look at the guys coming off the bench, Craig Cop, Jack. We've got we've got players coming back as well. Obviously, at the weekend we didn't have Mossop, we didn't have George Griffin, Well Haraki. When's he going to be back? You know, we keep asking what, and uh, he keeps following me off, don't they? But uh, we're not allowed to ask him this week, no. anyway. So, uh, but yeah, we've got him to come back. So, so yeah, I think the pack's tremendous this season. I think our pack is up there with, with the, the top boys in Super League. But just going back to Ben Murdoch Masilla, he's um, you know people talk about men of steel. If we we keep going the way we are this season, he keeps playing the way we are. We're finishing that, that top end of the table, and we get into the top eight and the top four. You know, he's a good shout for that because he, he's been he's been great. Yeah, obviously, witness were broken at that point, and uh, Salford completed the scoring with a try from Jake Bibby Dave. You know, man, man, uh, man Johnny on the spot, offload by uh, Josh Jones, and he crashes over to uh, to secure the points. Yeah, jo Josh Jones, um, back off the back of uh, was it last week? He signs the new contract, uh, which is massive for us, uh, a player of his calibre, because. I'd heard a rumour that he might be on his way early, earlier in the season, uh, but he—he's he, just like he's, he's a pinball, isn't he? Uh, he's bouncing off defence in and out, and Bibby's support play was there. He's just there for it, and and pinched pinched his uh, his uh, maiden try for us, which I thought was great. Um, a debut for Murray and a maiden maiden try for Jake Bibby, uh, just sort of uh, cherry on the cake. Yeah, obviously you know. We, we talked about our young side and these kids, Paul, no Mossop, no uh, Griffin, you know, pe people injured and they step up and, and make the difference and I think it's really, really good. It's heartwarming that they can come into a pressure game like that and, and, and perform. 
to uh, Greg Johnson, Jake Bibby and Michael Dobson after the game and this is what they had to say well, I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Jake Bibby yeah. you know, getting on there today scoring a try as well mate you must yeah. be pleased with that buzzing yeah it's about time and it's been a bit, a bit of build up to all this because I've not scored last season after a few games and now it's finally coming buzzing with it yeah I mean you took a few good eyeballs in yeah. the first half as well did that boost your confidence yeah because there's peppering us in the first half and then kicks and and then second half, because the wing was against us at first, so second half we started rolling them down. And then, not in the confidence now, but yeah. higher and Yeah, well, I thought you played really well today, and you took your try well, you was in the Cheers, right place yeah. at the right time, yeah. weren't you there? I mean, Back of Jones, it was a good, it was a good yeah. finish. Like, how do you feel playing today? Do you feel like yeah, you performed well? And I played against Leeds and Warrington, like, got me a few games in there, but then there was a bit of a break, so at Halifax played a few games then, and there's been a bit of a break now, so... I've started getting my game fitness back and all. Hopefully, I can come next week and keep my game fitness. I suppose with the just in kind of situation, yeah. you could still, you're going to have to Hopefully, be available, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. You could still be in there Especially, next yeah. week as well. Hopefully, against Wigan as well, yeah. That's your own time club as well. Yeah, Wigan, yeah. Yeah. So, are you yeah. Wigan supporter as well? I used to be when I was growing up, and then when I've come here, it's kind of not. Kind of you're a solid supporter yeah. now, aren't you? Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations today, congratulations for your try, and thanks cheers. for speaking to them. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. So I'm joined by Michael Dobson. Big win that, Michael. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, they dug, they gave it to us there early on, and we went with the storm and come out on top. Yeah, obviously, you know it was all about uh, grit and determination uh, today. Obviously, looking forward now, we're third in the league. You know, it's all about going forward and expressing yourself, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. We just got to keep keep the wins coming and start near that top and put ourselves in a good position. But um, as I've said before, we're only halfway through the season, so got a bit of work to do just to stay up there. Yeah, Wigan next week. That's going to be a big game, top of the table clash. Yeah, mate, it's going to be a um, tough game. They're uh, they're coming off a pretty heavy loss, so they'll be up for it and it's at their place. So, but. Um, we gave them a good run earlier in the year here and we can improve a lot on that performance. So yeah. um, hopefully we go all right. Big, thanks for talking to us in Devil's Detail. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bro. Brilliant today, mate. Well done. So I'm joined by Greg Johnson. Great win that today, Greg. Yeah, real good win. Um, obviously, winning us around the bottom, in the bottom far and we're in the top eight. So it puts us another two, two points up and puts them down. So it's a good win. And uh, it's getting that point for the season now where the tables are... You can see clearly what's going to happen. So, vital win today, and we knocked it off. A good win. Yeah, players will seem confident. They, they were going through the motions. They showed a lot of passion and commitment there, and scored some good tries as well. Yeah, like I said, um, uh, we've become a tight knit group now. So, we're playing good footy, we're training well. Everyone gets along, and it's showing on the field. So, I think we've formed a good team now, and uh, there's a good spirit around the club. So, going into games, you can tell, and it's uh, good for us. Yeah, uh, Wigan next week, top of the table clash. Yeah. it's going to be a good, good game. That I reckon. Yeah, it's going to be a good, good game. Obviously, Wigan got knocked off by a cast on Friday but um, they're going to want to bounce back so we know it's going to, we're going to always either a top 
two team normally always in champ the championship team so it's going to be a tough game but hopefully we get the two points again and keep climbing up that table yeah great try for you today in the corner diving over what a finish yeah. top, top, top. No, you know how the line is don't you mate yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do a bit of practice tomorrow because NRL boys seem to do it all the time so I thought hey we need to start doing them flying finishes so yeah we're good to pick up a try again and I'm um, obviously finish it in style so yeah proud of the boys as well team effort a good kick by Chris put me through So yeah, the players happy there, Paul, with the performance, uh, and uh, you know, happy and excited about the future challenges to come. Yeah, they certainly are, and what a big challenge we've got this week. You know, going to Wigan, so um, you know that's that's a massive game, and I think if we can get something there, I think you know uh, that'll be an even bigger confidence boost for us. Yeah, obviously, Ian Watson as well in coach's corner. We talked about the game with Paul, and this is what he had to say. <laughs> Coach's corner. Right here, you must be delighted with that performance today. You know, a lot of young lads out there, a few players rested and a few players injured, but you must be pleased with that result. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good one for us, to be fair, because it shows the depth of our squad and that our squad can handle playing at a Super League level. Because uh, everyone just believes, like I say, we're, we're, a, we're a smaller squad, but actually we've got guys like Jake Bibby, um, Josh Wood, um, Daniel Murray, who can step up, Nile Evals, who can step up and um, perform like they've done today. How pleased we've nailed today. I mean, he's not been in the side, he's not been in the squad, he wasn't announced in the 19 man squad, but what yeah, was the decision there? I don't know why he wasn't named in the 19. Was that you trying to fill Dennis <laughs> Metz He was actually supposed to be named, and that's something from a team manager because we've had to right. change that one. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to be named in it because um, I, I seen a comment actually <laughs> saying, um, Niall's not in the squad. I'm going, Niall is in the squad, what's going on here? And then when I checked it, he'd not been named by the team manager, so it's probably our team manager playing some mind games. But he did well today coming back in, he was good under the eyeball, what in? He took yeah. his try well as well. No, he was outstanding today, Niall. He's, um, Niall's not out of the team because of lack of talent held out of the team because there's a player playing in front of him who's absolutely class at the moment and, and fits the way we play and um, like I say Niall's just kind of had to take a back seat for that but Niall's not lacking talent um, and, and I get where it, where it comes from Niall wants to be a first choice fullback and at the moment we've just got somebody playing in his position who's playing at a level higher How pleased with your defence again I mean goal line defence again I thought it was excellent throughout the game Yeah first half we, we, we fell off a little bit I know we didn't concede but we just weren't getting off our line as much as what we talk about and we was inviting them to attack us a little bit and we said if we kept on doing that then we'd concede second half um, and there was one point where we just got a little bit lazy in the quarters um, so it needs to just eradicate them take them out of our game to be that top four team that we want to be and Big Ben again he carried three players over the line with him there for that, that try at the end he's got tremendous strength you must see that in training every week he's yeah. a strong bloke isn't he? he's explosive his power his speed is um, probably second to none in our group well on McCann Justin Carney to be fair um, he's a difficult man to handle especially for front rowers never mind half backs and centres so yeah he took his try as well today how do you approach the Wigan game now it's next Friday Wigan you know, coming back off a big defeat there's going to be a backlash there from Wigan is that something you're going to be prepared for yeah Wigan bounce back every time they kind of had in a hiding they turn up the performance that's what they demand as a club and uh, Sean Wayne will demand um, from them as a team as well so it's up to us to make sure that we're ready for that it's going to be a tough game that, but good luck with it and congratulations to Ian and thanks for talking to us cheers Bob cheers um, Ian Watson, you know, happy with that result? Yeah, I, I think Ian was. He, he was pleased with um, with how the worry had gone on and you know the the old players and that. And he's a perfectionist. What when you speak to him, it's like the whole game. He said in that there, there was there was bits in that game that he wasn't pleased with, even though we got fifty points away from home at home. And to me, that is the most pleasing thing about when you talk to him sometimes because he he, he won't rest on it. He's, he's always after fixing things up and he was like that with the witness game on Sunday there's bits in that game where we were sloppy and we were soft and we'll patch that up for next week and 
he's such a student of the game. He's always after improvements, and uh, and that's that's great to see. Yeah, he's, he's a young coach, Dave, and he, and you know he's, he's coming through. He's, he's learnt his trade, and suddenly at Salford, he's he's, he's found the magic, and he's and he's dragging this team forward, isn't he? Absolutely, um, and I, I was reading an interview with him in uh, this uh, this month's or this quarter's rugby league world, uh, which is really good if you can get your hands on a copy. Um, and he he puts his hands up uh, and says, you know, he's a, he's a rugby league geek, you know. Um, his he, he, his playing career, admittedly, maybe not a world beater, but he, he said it through when he was playing, he always saw himself as a coach. So he's always been preparing himself for that opportunity to uh, to manage a team and coach a team. Um, and I think he's, you know, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Uh, and I, I totally agree with Paul there. It's great to hear a coach not resting on his laurels, not saying, you know, yeah, everything's everything's rosy over here. Um, he's t- I imagine Ian's one of them who, who doesn't go to bed till... Uh, one or two in the morning because he's, he's he's studying the opposition's stats and video. You know he, he's just a real workhorse, and uh, we're reaping the benefits from it. Yeah, looking at the the stats, Paul, uh, a lot of work done for the players this week. Uh, tackling uh, top tacklers, we've got Ben Murn at Vasala with thirty six, Oliver Krinicki with forty two, Adam Warren with forty two. Um, you know that's that's a lot of work in it uh, from the forwards in a, in such a game like this on Sunday. Yes, yeah, certainly. All the forwards have been working really well, haven't they? You know, Craig Kopjek, we, we say that about him every week. But, yeah, Adam Warren, again, the, the lads come on an awful lot this season, made an awful lot of improvements. and It's great because someone like Adam, maybe last season, he wouldn't have been first-choice prop, but whereas now he's, he's, he's banging on the door, isn't he? And it's hard not to put him inside because he, he's playing really well. So, just going back to the Wella Haraki situation again... Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard for Weller to get back into that side. He's going to have to work, and, and that's a good thing because you've got you've got a lot of competition for places there in the forwards. And Daniel Murray's, you know, he's put his hand up now. He's banging on the door as well. So can he drop in for this this weekend against Wigan? It was his hometown club, Wigan. He's going to want to want to play, and he's going to want to be in that 19-man squad. So to, to me, that's another positive for this season. You've got a lot of players fighting for positions, and, and that can only be good. Yeah, obviously, look at look at the stats, uh, Dave. You know, it's all about unsung heroes to me. Oli Krinicki, uh, like we said, Adam Warren. You know, players like that aren't, aren't the stars of the team, but they, they carry this team and, and, you know, engines both in attack and defence. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I, I spotted uh, Lama Tassi's stats, um, an average gain of over over 10, meet, 10 metres. Yeah. And, and some of the hits that Lama put in at weekend, um, you could hear it around the stadium. Um our middles, our middles are just uh, providing that platform for Rob Lewis and Michael Dobson to just get on and uh, manage games, be creative. Um, hey guys, I've just seen it here. Carney found guilty. Eight matches, three hundred pound fine. Eight matches. Right. There you oh, go. Okay. Off the press. Hot off the press. Sorry about that. No, sorry. That's that's the news flash. Well, when we're talking about the news, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a deeper look into that. Uh, but like you said, you know, we're talking about average gains, aren't we? Uh, Craig Copjack with, with over 10. Uh, Chris Brining with 9. Uh, Josh Jones with 8. Uh, you know what I mean, Paul? It's all about making metres. It's all about getting over that gain line, isn't it? And, you know, against Witness, the, the boys did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And just going back to Chris Brining, 
Um, how good? How good is that kid looking? I mean, he's another youngster that's coming. Um, he came off the bench, I think, after about 19, 20 minutes. As soon as he came on, instant impact. We scored a try, didn't we, from Masilla? From, from it was good, good hands from from uh, from Brian to get the ball out for Dobson. I think Masilla put him over. So, you know, Chris is becoming. You got Logan Tompkins there, haven't you, as well? But I think Chris Brian is becoming a massive part of our team now. Yeah, I suppose it's all about the investment in the future, isn't it, Dave? And you know, the likes of Brian in. Um, and other young players like Bibby, uh, you know, coming to, to coming to the fore and they're building out of it, gaining experience, aren't they, uh, through us and who knows where we'll be in three and five years' time with them in the team. Definitely, yeah. And, um, you know, I hope that um, it's not just um, talk from Marwan and Derek Bowman when they say they're looking into this, uh, you know, this maybe sort of regional academy um, because if we want players like that to continue coming through, we have got to get that back up and going. Because we are benefiting from that now. Like uh, Paul said earlier, those players are in our squad, and he's got to be. If we're if we're keen to sort of raise the profile of rugby league in this area, um, kids at our community clubs have got to aspire to uh, go go and get on the academy team at Salford get that opportunity. I've seen this week a lad from Caddy's had a sign for Wigan. You know, I want him signing for Salford. Um, so, if we want to keep these players coming through that we're benefiting from, from now, I hope, you know, that that's a serious talk. That, and I, I hope, you know, I, I do hope the RFL put a bit of pressure on us to, to make that happen. I know we've still got some kind of youth set up going, but if we want those players to keep coming through, we, we, we've got to make sure we, we put that on our priority list. I suppose it's, it's all about investment in the club, isn't it, Dave? And, you know, we're hoping that, you know, we'll continue to build both on and off the field. And if we're able to do that, who knows where we'll be in the next sort of three and five years' time with a fully, you know, kitted out of academy with a conveyor belt, hopefully, of young talent coming from our local teams. Um, big thanks to everyone who um, did the three-word match reports and man of the match as far as um, Chris and Janet Shenton said pleasure to watch and their man of the match was Evels Colin Reynolds great D again uh, and his man of the match was Ben Murdoch Masala Chairman Bob defence wins points and his man of the match was Daniel Murray Gary Williams a real deal his man of the match was Warren Paul are we the real deal? I think so yeah definitely I really really do think so Rob um, you look at the way we've performed this season we've been, we've been pretty consistent I mean if you look at the look at the league table and look at how teams are going on Teams are beating each other, aren't they? Look at Leeds, uh, how they've gone on this season. They lost it to Huddersfield. Huddersfield lost to Swinton the week before. So teams, are, there's a, there's, you can't predict results really. They're pretty hard to predict. Whereas our season, we've been pretty, pretty reliable, haven't we? Rather than you know, like the Wakefield game, we should have won. We should have won at Leeds. The Wigan home game was a bit up and down. The Catalan game, all right, was, that was it. That was a tough one. But other than that, we've been pretty consistent, I think, this season. And, the league's wide open. I said that to you a few times this season. That top four is up for grabs this season. You look at Warrington and St. Helens. You know, we've got a bit of breathing space above them now and you'd expect those two to be in the top four. So if they're not going to be there this season, someone else is. And I think, you know, we've got a real chance now of, of grasping that. We're halfway through the season now. We've got 16 points. You know, we're halfway there, aren't we? And uh, we can keep winning. Injuries is another big thing as well. If we can keep that, that, that side fit, keep Dobson and Louis fit, I think we are the real deal, Rob. And we're proving it on the pitch. Yeah, um, Paul Foster, great professional performance. 
is man of the match was Adam Wall. Paul King, great team effort, is man of the match from Ben Bernard Masala. Um, John Yates, find a place for Rebels. I suppose it's going to be a bit of a, a mix in it, really, Dave. Obviously, O'Brien, when he comes back in, uh, Ian Watson's got a bit of a conundrum there. As obviously, two don't fit into one, does it? It doesn't. And uh, as much as I love Niall, and, and we all do, um, I said to me, I said to my wife earlier, um, you know, do you pick Na a, 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 a fit, a fit Niall over Gaz O'Brien? And unfortunately, you don't. Um, so once Gaz is fit, he's the, you know, he's he's the form. He's one of the form behind behind Hardacre um, and Casa Flying, behind Hardacre and Charlotte Hull. Gaz O'Brien's there, isn't he? He's uh, his first choice uh, on the list. I just hope, I hope, unlike sort of Theo, and it wasn't just patience maybe on the pitch with Theo. There was a lot of stuff going off the pitch, weren't there? The club was in a bit of a mess. Hopefully, Niall can see that the Reds are in a good position. Um, these players like Lee Mosser, these players like Josh Jones signing big long contracts. Hopefully Niall can see his future at the club and just have that bit of patience. So yeah, that's what I'd say on the, the sort of Niall O'Brien thing. But on the when you said the earlier, Rob, are we the real deal? Yeah. Um, I think we're still we're still conditioned to be looking behind us, aren't we, and looking down the table at that bottom four. But I think we're in a position now where we can start to feel comfortable that we're a top eight side, definitely. You're hearing Watto now at the beginning of the season maybe saying, oh no, we just want to make top eight. I've heard him this week on Super League shows even saying, you know, we want to be in the top four. So I think fans can start to have that comfort now. We are a we are a top eight team. We're going to be in we're going to be in that top eight for me. I'll stick my neck out. Uh, and we can relax a bit and, and start to have that confidence in ourselves to challenge that top four. Teams like Warrington are going to come flying back up, I'm sure. They're in the bottom four at the minute. They're not going to stay there. But there's no reason why we can't be knocking on that door of a playoff place. And that will be what kicks this club on, I think. A playoff place will start to see people come back, those stairways that uh, Ian and the Doc are talking about. That's where we'll start to see them coming back when we get that playoff place, that bit of sort of, you know, some not like the million pound game where, but something positive where, you know, a challenge cup uh, quarter or something like that or a playoff place, that's when this club will kick on again, I think. I suppose it's just a matter of, you know, obviously getting over that hurdle in it at the end of the day, the, getting into the eight that one time and then obviously you've learned from that, don't you? And the season after you do that again, do it again, do it again and then you get like into a rhythm, don't you? And that's what this club needs. Yeah. It needs just one. Get over the line just once. Get in the eight once. We're, we were in that eight last year, weren't we, mate? We, yeah. We, by, by the table, we were in that eight. And the, that squad and that that head coach last season, it wasn't their fault that we, were, we weren't in that eight. So I think, I think we have done that. I think we've got that in the bag. Looking back now, retrospectively, we have been in the top eight. Maybe not, but we have, been, we have made that top eight last season. And I'm comfortable now that we're in that top eight and, you know, maybe we can start looking up the table rather than behind us. Yeah, a few more three-word match reports and the man of the matches. John Cooper, decent game management. David Gould, good solid performance. And Roy Ellaby, don't change the name. We'll talk about that in a bit. His man of the matches, Naya Levels. 
John Cooper, Paul, makes a good point there. Good game management. Uh, Rob Louie and Michael Dobson running the show. No Todd Carney again. Uh, but, you know, in, in the way they play at the moment, we don't need him. Well, I think it'd be hard for Todd Carney to get him, Rob, the way Louie and, and Dobson are playing. Um, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to, to, to split their partnership apart because he's, he's growing every week. And I was saying to my dad on, on Sunday, you know, Michael Dobson's in the form of his sort of career in this country. And I mean, I mean, you look at how many games Michael Dobson won for OKR when he played there. He, he was a real talisman for them. And, and Wigan and, and Catalan as well. So, but I think he's playing his best rugby for us. I mean, I think he's in, in great form at the moment. He's leading us all over the pitch. The work that he does in defence as well goes, goes missed sometimes, but he does an awful lot of defensive work. He's all over the place. He's kicking game. Um, I think he's super. Easy. His goal kicking's improved as well since I had that chat with him at home. <laughs> <laughs> you made it happen. He's been kicking him for fun now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just just before I forget, just going back to nine levels. Um, I. Yeah, I agree with you as about Gareth O'Brien. You know, it'd be hard to, to drop O'Brien, but obviously with the news we've heard tonight, with Justin Carney getting this eight-match ban, a window's open there for nine levels and JBB as well, because you, you're going to be missing uh, Justin Carney now for eight matches. So there's, there's an opportunity for those two guys there to, to fill in that wing spot. Who was your man of the match, Paul? Um, hang on, what did I say? Uh, nine levels, sorry, nine levels for me on, on Sunday. I thought he played really well. Nine, I spoke to his, his mum and dad after the game and. They were made up for him as well, and I was made up for him because I make no bones about it. Nia Levels a couple of years ago was my favourite player, and I've got a soft spot for Nia. I've got a clock in my kitchen with Nia Levels on my mum. Got to me, I'll show it you. I'll send it here on the uh, messenger, Rob. Yeah. He said you can you can get one if you go on eBay. You can buy them off eBay. It's like there's a new shirt on, and it's got Nia Levels. My mum got it me a, a few months ago, so that takes pride of place. But since she's bought it from him, he's not played. <laughs> That's the first time he's played. But but yeah, I was double pleased for him because he's a lovely lad, Nia is come through the system and um, you know when he talked to him as well he's a quietly spoken guy and uh, his heart's in the right place I think and I, I'd love to see him stay at all but I'd be very disappointed if he left but uh, I, was, I was delighted for him on Sunday Who was your man of the match Dave? Oh I'm not good at this mate Are you not? Uh, it could have been so many at weekend really it, um, I think uh, I, I hate I hate pull it, calling a, um, a half back for man of the match because he because he sort of that they're the they're the sort of shiny ones, aren't they? That, you, that stand out. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Rob Lewis. I just thought he just looks like he's enjoying his rugby so much. I, whether they're just stalling on signing Rob's contract up to see what develops with um, just uh, sorry Todd Carney uh, if if he gets fit and gets a run of games and maybe just hanging back on Rob Lewis. I don't know. He said in the press that he wants to re-sign with us, but. I think he's a talent. Um, I think he's loving his rugby, and I think he had a great game. Um, that kick that he put Nylon for, and the way he react, he reacted to the couple of tries that he was involved with. He just, uh, he, he was good to see Rob, Rob at his best. Um, so I'll go with Rob Lewis. Yeah, I'm going to go for Adam Warren this week. I thought his his, his work rate was unreal. Um, you know, he's he carried obviously the pack being a bit light with with no Mossop and no Griffin. Uh, and it was a fantastic performance for him, so I'm going to go for him as my uh, man of the match against Witness. So that's the uh, the game against Witness covered, and now what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the big news uh, coming out of Salford Red Devils this uh, this week. So, the big breaking news just out in the last couple of hours, Justin Carney has been banned for eight games and fined £300 by the RFL. Uh, Paul, 
obviously we're not going to talk about the, the incident, but you know, I wonder how the club and the team are going to react to this. Yeah, well, that's the thing. No, it, it's what what happens from here. What the, the club decide to do, whether they decide to just you know put a close on the matter now, or whether they decide to do something else. I'm, I'm not too sure. We'll have to wait on that one. Know they've released a statement, haven't they? Obviously, this this now is going to open in a positive spin on it. It's going to open doors for for somebody to fill in in that place. And you've got you know Jake Bibby came in at the weekend, so that's a, that's a positive thing for for those guys. But but yeah, it's not it's not good news, is it really, Rob? No, the, the club statement is as follows. Uh, Justin Carney today pleaded guilty to a charge of misconduct, being that in the game against Toronto Wolfpack on the 23rd of April, he used verbal abuse to an opponent based on race slash colour, although he did contest the severity of the charge. Whilst Justin was admitted using the offending words in an abusive manner, he did not intend his words to be taken in a racial context. Justin is an Indigenous Australian and is proud of his Aborigine heritage. He stands firm on this position, and he is he is not nor has he ever been a racist. He is grateful that having received several letters of support from within the RFL community, both here and in Australia, the tribunal today has accepted that he is not a racist. He is also grateful for the courtesy that fairness shown to him during the hearing today. The outcome of the tribunal means he has been suspended for eight matches and fined three hundred pound. One game. Uh, this has already been served as Carney did not play in last week's win over Witness while waiting for the outcome of the tribunal. Justin will now undertake an internal investigation pending any subsequent appeal into his conduct by Sulfur Devils. The club takes all disciplinary matters concerning race, creed, religion extremely seriously and embraces a sport's strict code of conduct. No further comments can be made until that investigation has taken place. Dave, obviously, you know, what's next for Justin Carney? That's the question. Um, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because um, it's not concluded, is it, in that the club now have got to, got to make their decision on, on, on the outcome of today. Um, one thing is Justin's He's pleaded guilty, hasn't he? He said, "I have done that." Um, did he say in the um, Did he say in the statement there, Rob, um, that that the tribunal accepted that he's not racist? Did I hear that yeah. right? Yeah, uh, let's have a look. Tribunal, yeah, the tribunal today has said that he is not a racist. Right. Okay. So, yeah, well, it's, it's difficult, really, because um, the club haven't have yet to conclude their investigation into it. Um, but Justin has he's pleaded guilty to the charge, so he's he's admitted that he's said it. Um, but if I'm right in what I heard there, Rob, um, the tribunal have accepted that he's not a racist, but he has used that he has used that language. So that's now for the club to deal with, um, and he's going to serve his eight match ban. I, ca I can't see the club appealing that eight matches. That's gonna that's gonna roll out, um, and that's it really. I just hope that Justin learns from it. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm one of those people. You know, I don't I don't agree with the language he's used, but people make mistakes. I think he sounds like he's been naive. He said something that he shouldn't have said. You can't speak like that. You know. He might be on a rugby pitch, but he's in the workplace. 
Justin's got to learn from it. Um, unfortunately for the club, um, it's it's another distraction just when we're flying high, which is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got to say in it, really. The club have got to do their bit. Justin's not denied it. He's held his hands up. Um, you know... And we Not move, good. And we move on. I agree. I suppose they, and we move on. The, We've got the, to move on, haven't we? Yeah. There's obviously eight games, Paul. He's going to miss Wigan, Lee, Catalan, Warrington, Wakefield, Hull, Saints, possibly a cup game as well. You know, I, I, it's, a, it's a big period of the season, isn't it, without one of our star men? Yeah, it is. It is, it is like, like Dave was saying there. It, it's, 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 it's happened now. So you can't let it derail you can you we've had, we've had this adversity the last few years and we had the, the Rangi Chase suspension or, I'm not comparing that to that because it was was totally different but I'm, I'm talking about the, the length of it I think that was seven games right? so that that was a big thing at the time uh, obviously it was in different circumstances but we've had these things before last season we had the, the six points deduction number so it's about how we react to it now as a club I think and we, I think we've got a strong enough bond with that that, that group of guys there the, the, the club to, to you know to sort of take this in our stride. I mean, we've done we've done a lot of hard work this season, and we've got 16 points. We're flying high on the table, and I don't think that bunch of players is going to going to let this this deal rail them. I certainly hope it doesn't anyway, and I, I hope we can we can carry on this, this good run that we're on. We're obviously going to miss Justin. He's a good player, and he's he's played well this season. He's made a lot of yards. He's uh, top meter mate, one of the top meter makers, and he? he's he's, uh, he's he's a good player. So we're going to miss him, but you know. You can't let this this derail the season, though. Yeah, of course, it's an opportunity, Dave, isn't it, for you know other players to step in, the likes of Jake Bibby, um and other players who are looking for that shirt, Nia Levels, maybe, uh, to come in and, and put a stamp on the team in their mate games when he's not there. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I don't want to I don't want to play down what Justin's done, um, and the club will now have to deal with that, and and I'll maybe have a. A different opinion by the end of what the club have had to say, but we've done that bit now. Uh, let's think about um, the team um, and what we've got to think about team-wise uh, is that Justin was uh, was in the. I put a stat out on uh, my twi- Twitter about a week ago. He's in the top ten for most of the goal forward stats, uh, and he's. He's got a different role than he had here at Salford than he had at Cass. Uh, he's not a, he's not a finisher for us. He's he scored a couple of tries, um, and we'll miss him on the goal forward. He's the biggest meter maker. Um, I think he's got the most carries in the team. You know, he's got a different role, so we've got to adjust. But we 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 looked comfortable. We looked comfortable at weekend, and and yeah, it's an opportunity now for guys. And it will make opportunities for, like you say, Bibby, Evolds, who who got a taste of it at weekend, and they'll be they will be chomping at the bit. They'll be chomping at the bit. Um, so I'm disappointed that we've had um, something like this happen. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to get through a season without without a Kukash in the Kukash era without. Um, a big drama, and we've not managed it, unfortunately. No. Uh, but hey ho, we've got to move. We've got to move on. We can't let it derail our season. I'm sure Watson won't let it derail our season. He got us over the line last year. Uh, let's let's see what happens now. Yeah. Uh, other 
big thing on, on Twitter as well. Um, all rumour, all speculation, uh, Paul, about the new name, the Manchester Red Devils, the speculation they were looking at changing the name. Um, what's in a name, Paul? It's, is, it, is it a big thing? Is it a big thing, Rob? <laughs> Just throwing <laughs> it out there. That, that, that's probably the, the, the best question you've ever asked me. <laughs> and, all, and all the time I'm coming on it, it's a massive thing, Rob. Um, I'm not going to get emotional. I've had a, like a whirlwind of emotions the last few days. I, I came back from the, the witness game, and I'll, I'll admit to you, I was I was buzzing on, on Sunday night. I was absolutely buzzing. I, I really enjoyed the day. Um, I've not felt like this for about ten years. You know, I'm really I'm excited this season now. And then I saw the thing. I don't go on social media. So I'm not on Twitter. You know that. I go on Facebook every now and again. And I saw these rumours and things like that. And it's it, it scared me a bit. It's frightening. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to write soft in a lot, but I can't imagine my life without salt, but it's been my life since I was about five years old, it's over 30 years, nearly almost 30 years now, so it, it's everything, isn't it? And it, it is, it's really scary, and I think I spoke to quite a few people over the last few days, and, and you're hearing stuff, aren't you? And I just hope it, it's not true, I just hope we can we can save this and, and we can sort it out, because I can't imagine not having 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 solved it in my life. So so yeah, to answer your question, what's in it? It's very important. It is to me anyway. And I'm sure it's to an awful lot of other people as well. Um, it's massive, and um, but we've got to uh, we've got to do something about it. Haven't we? It's not it's not been done yet. It's, it's rumours. It might be a lot of rubbish for all we know. But you know, there's that many people saying it now. It sort of just does does make you wonder, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know what what your thoughts are on it, guys, but. I, I didn't sleep much last night worrying about it, but I've got myself together on that today, and I'm sure we can we can fight for it and, and make sure we get the you know keep keep the Salford name because it is it's very important. I think something. It's an identity in it, Dave. You know, I mean, us fans, it's a badge of honour. Salford, obviously, it's a city in its own right. Manchester has all the all the glitz and the glamour, but you know, Salford's all, it's all about us. It's all it's our city. You know, we we can't let this name go, can we? If it does happen. No, no. I hope it's just a rumor, and if it did happen, I just don't see. I don't see how it would succeed, because we are we're in um, the city of Salford. We're we're sat next to two two of the biggest football clubs in the world, or two, the two biggest football clubs in the world. Debatable, you know, um, and we would be venturing closer into their territory. We would potentially be taking on the name of Manchester Red Devils when these already, although we may have been the first uh, Red Devils in the area. Um, there's a huge, you know, these are Red Devils up the road that we would just be we would just be sort of insignificant, if I'm honest, and be 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 a very 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 small fish in a huge pond. It just, from a marketing perspective, and that's not my my background. It just would seem like a complete own goal. I, I don't get it. Um, I totally understand trying to tap into Manchester and the footfall that it's got. It's a huge city. With, they're on our doorstep. But our USP, our we are Salford. That's our, that's our that's what that's our name. We're the, we're the rugby club, you know, I just don't get it. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, taking taking the uh, sentiments out of it, it doesn't make 
marketing so it don't make commercial sense to me and again that's not my background I just don't see how it stacks up trying to take on that mantle of a Manchester team when we are in a, we are next door to a huge city of Manchester with two huge football teams that we will, we will never we will never compete with so it doesn't make sense to me I agree, I agree with that Dave I, I, I don't see the point in gambling 138 years worth of history and heritage on the possibility that 10,000 people might just rock up like a, like a zombie apocalypse if we suddenly change our name to Manchester. There's no kind of like facts behind that. No one's come out and, and you know, there's nothing out there to, to, to point that that's going to work for me. Um, people... I'm go on. Sorry, Rob. No, go on. I'm hoping, I'm hoping... Um, Robbie, Robbie Hunter-Paul now is at the club. Uh, whether people think that's a positive or negative thing, but Robbie must be aware of how gates can fluctuate at a club with success. He's been involved at Bradford uh, for a very long time. I'm right in saying that he's been involved in Bradford at their peak. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, and he's also left the club, left the Bradford club when they've been on their arse as well. Uh, pardon, pardon me French. So... He must, he must know how clubs can fluctuate when their success on the pitch is, is there. Um, I heard Phil Kaplan talk today of Gates of Bradford in their peak of, you know, close to the 20,000s and then completely deteriorating. Um, and similar with Warrington, um, when they've changed homes and when their success came with, in the Marley years and their success in the Challenge Cup, their Gates fluctuated. The only way we're going to see success and increasing gates, um, in my opinion, is success on the pitch, and we're, we're getting, we are getting closer to that. I feel we might be, we might be knocking on the door at a playoff place this year. If not this year, definitely next year. We might get a, we might get a, a quarter a challenge cup tie. It's those kind of things that are going to, increase that. And I, I think Ian. And uh, the doc just needs to be patient and, and see that coming. I hope we don't just jump into some crazy switch of, of rebranding. Um, it's the gates are up, aren't they? You yeah. know, the averages are up this season. Yeah, the, um, ga- the gates are up this, this uh, season. Like and you sorry, said. sorry. My only other point really is that have we ever, you know, have we ever even in the, the glory days, well before my time and my connections with the club, have we ever seen? Gates of regular gates of close to ten thousand in the city of Salford, and you guys would be able to answer answer that for me. Have we ever seen that? Is the is it a realistic goal? I don't know. Are the are the expectations of the dock realistic? Maybe you guys will be able to pad that out. I don't know, but are we being realistic on uh, what we can achieve without without success on the pitch yet? We've, we've had. We've had seven wins from eight, but we've not had a couple of seasons of success. We've not had that playoff place yet. We've not had that Challenge Cup quarter. You know what? What do you think about that? I, I agree with you there, Dave. I think you you need to you can't forget about forty-one years of underachievement. Winning eight games out of, out of the first twelve in one season doesn't wipe that away. We need consistency. We need to sort of three to five years of top eight finishes and good cut runs to wipe that away. Like Bradford Bulls, when they turned from Bradford Norm to Bradford Bulls, they embarked on a really good, um, you know, successful period in that club's, um, you know, lifetime, didn't it? And 
we just need we need that we, we need a a, a contain a, a continuous run of success paul i think um to, to turn the people of Salford round for me yeah well it's like this season rob we've done nothing this season you know, like my dad keeps telling me that every time i see him i say oh you played really well today and he said we've done nothing and he's right we, we've not done anything yet this season we've won eight games but the season's not over yet we, we just sort of turn the car and just going back to, to what you said i mean we had some dark days didn't we in the late 90s early 2000s yeah, hammered every week didn't we and you know, I remember those games and coming away from those games upset and you dust yourself off and go back next week and, you know, this is, to me, this is great though. It's like Mardi Gras every week and it winning matches but it, it takes a bit more than that, doesn't it, you know, to, to get the, the, the floating people back. I think there's a lot of supporters there. I'm just going to go back to what Dave said there about the realistic crowds. I, I, my opinion is maybe seven or 8,000, I think, is a realistic target at the moment and then you, you get them and then you build on that. But if you just take the Warrington model, I remember going there 2002 I think we beat them on a Friday night 22-2 we stuffed them and it was between us and them really for relegation we were both down there battling it out you'll remember it probably it was a Friday night yeah. one of the, the one way Greg Apple scores and we defended really well and I think Phil Clark said it was the best defence ever anyway um, after that that game I think Warrington stayed up and I think they moved the season after the 2003-2004 season and their, their crowds were pretty poor I think they were getting about three and a half, four thousand something like that they moved to the new stadium and they, they sort of stole, slowly but surely they, they, they built, they signed Andrew Johns, he came, there was a bit of, they did a lot of marketing I think, didn't they, the, you know, the, um, the guy that was there, that Simon Moran, he's, he's boosted the up, but they got to Wembley and they got there a couple of times, they won the cup, they signed Marley and I think they just built every season, slowly but surely, over the last 10 years, they've built and I think that's what you've got to do, you can't just flick a switch overnight and expect it to happen, it it takes time, doesn't it? And I mean, we've not been to Wembley yet. We've not had any of those days out. We've not been to Wembley since 1969. It's a hell of a long time ago, isn't it? So, so I think you've just got to be patient. And I think this this season, things are, are going right now on the pitch, aren't they? And to, to, to just throw all those years of history away and just start as another team, I think you, you're just going to alienate everybody and just, just kill it off, I think. Yeah, I think, obviously, like you said, Paul, you know, it's all about getting out there. We've got lots of different fans doing great things, both online and, and in, in real life. The likes of Sound of Sulphur, who are, you know, out there, you know, promoting the club uh, in, in the yeah. city. Uh, you've got the likes of us. We've got the, the Sulphur Red Devils rising page, uh, the Sulphur Faithful, the Sulphur Red Devils Army Twitter feed as well. All kind of like drumming up this, trying to drum up this enthusiasm, isn't it? Uh, we all kind of uh, listened to sort of Ian Blees, didn't we, on, on um, over Twitter with, with his... his, his his Twitter rant, we'll call it. Um, I saw that as, as frustration, uh, Dave. You know about about the the, the lack of season the old ticket sales on on the game again to witness. But it's all about mate. For me, it's all about you've got to kind of make the ticket um, sort of precious and people wanting one. And if you're coming out saying you know uh, not not many people are coming, it won't inspire people who aren't going to go. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because social media. Um social media is, is instant access to the fans for, for Ian um, I'm sure he's frustrated but if I'm honest um, again let me get this clear I've, I've never met Ian Blees but over the, over the last sort of month to six weeks I've messaged Ian with my frustrations because I don't tweet I try, when I'm tweeting as Willow's Road I'm a, a glass half 
full guy really. I'm trying to tweet all the positive stuff about the club, uh, links to this, this story, that story. Um, and I, I stay away from the negative vibes. It's not a personal account. I'm just trying to raise the profile of the club. And I love the sport, I love the game, and I love the club. Um, but when it when I've got a frustration, I have gone direct to Ian. And to be fair to him, he's, re, he's replied to me and been and we've had some sort of a couple, a couple only a couple of candid conversations. Uh, first one being, I was disappointed with the. Um, the club's approach to the Toronto game, the first Challenge Cup round, uh, we was flying high with a gate of around 6,000, I think, uh, to Lee, was it? Yeah, just yeah. short of 6,000. Um, we were on a great run. Then the Challenge Cup came up. Uh, there was no community event on, so there was no community clubs there. Um, there was no um, there was no family ticket available. There was no um, incentive for season ticket holders and, and we ended up with a, a really really poor gate of just over uh, was it 1300 mm. um, and I've vented, I vented first time really I've vented and had a proper whinge to be honest because I'd just come back from Pepignon with the family to support the team would come back, spent a bucket full had an absolute ace time even though we lost and then the next game was the Toronto game and the club, the club wanted me to pay 50% more then I would normally pay for a family ticket if I was rocking up with my family, and I thought that was really, I thought that was bad planning. I thought it was a bad strategy from the club. So I told him, and to be fair, Ian said, "Look, we've spotted it. You've raised it. I think you've got a point. It was too late in the day, unfortunately, for us. We've learnt from it, and I think the, for the next Challenge Cup round, if I'm right, at Hull KR, the family season, the family tickets on, isn't it? I think, yeah. and there's a reduction for season ticket holders." So I'm not saying that was me, but Ian's <laughs> listening. I weren't the only uh, fan that was out there. But I did say to Ian um, after uh, he sort of criticism of the attendance at weekend. I said, "Look, Ian, can I have you some constructive criticism?" Um, and I said, uh, "I don't think it's I don't think it's constructive um, sort of slating the slating the attendance." Uh, and he said, well, I'm sorry, but we'll have to agree to disagree, basically. I'm paraphrasing, and I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this, because he said exactly the same on the Super League show. I'm going to be honest, um, you know, I've got to fill this place. If we want to keep signing the players, re-signing the players we are, we've got to generate income. We've got 25,000 followers, he said to me on Twitter. He said, so those stay away fans are on there, they're somewhere... And that was my rallying cry. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. And I, th- I think that's fair. On balance, I think that's fair enough. I think he's trying to he's trying to get people down there. Um, and then, I, just moving on slightly, that's where I sort of got said to Ian because I, I could see fans frustrated, wanting to get involved, and and not sort of over this last 48 hours, I've been sort of getting a team together of uh, like-minded fans who want to get out there. Do you want me to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll go on to that now if you want. Yeah, the, the Salford Red Devils champions, like like you said, you've, you've kind of uh, created this this team of people uh, who obviously want to help the club uh, promote games in the area. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, all it is, mate, in my in my workplace, we have uh, we have 
a volunteer arm to what we do as well. Uh, I won't go into that for you with that detail, but pe- people people do are passionate about an organisation or a team and want to get involved. You know, retirees or just crazy sort of really passionate fans like myself. So I just said to Ian, I'm I'm happy to to round up some like-minded people because people were saying over the weekend we want to get out there and help. We want to we want to put flyers, posters out there. We want to get involved in events. So Ian said, yeah, if you if you can get the people together, the club will support you. Uh, we'll as an initial we'll get the, we'll get you some posters to get going, and then maybe we'll look to you getting some feedback from that group of people and feeding it into the club and into our marketing strategy so we've got a sort of a short term plan of just getting out there and getting posters around the city and then sort of the medium term plan is getting sat a small sort of representation of the group that we've got together is is meeting uh, with the marketing team at the club Robbie Hunter Paul and maybe Ian and his marketing team and feeding some information into to the club or feeding back on some ideas that the club have got we've not got to that point yet um, I just want to add but that's the that's the next step um, but I will say that I was overwhelmed with the response and within the last 48 hours we've we've got every every ward of the of the city of Salford covered by fans and then pretty much every borough of Greater Manchester County is covered by a fan who wants to get out and start actively putting posters in poster sites, community buildings, shops, pubs, that kind of thing. And that's just happened in like 24, 24, 36 hours, really. So it's been it's been really good. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. And, and, and I, I would say, if anyone wants to jump on, it's not a closed group. Uh, just get in touch with me on my Twitter page. Um, take your details and these... I won't, I won't bore you with the, the, the process that we've got of getting flyers out there, but if you, whatever you want to do, if you've got an hour, if you just want to get it in your workplace, just get in touch. And if you want to come down to a future meeting that we're going to have and then maybe feed something into the club and, and hopefully have something constructive to say, um, get in touch. I mean, I will say one thing. I know this has happened previously with previous regimes. There's been fan forums and that kind of thing. So it's only going to work if the club if the club uh, matched the enthusiasm that the fans have shown in the last sort of 36 hours, if the club don't do that, it's going to fall flat on its face like previous things have done. Um, so I can understand that there's been frustrations on social media about what's sort of this little thing that's kicked off with myself and other fans because they've they've took part in that. And, and sort of had the door shoved in the face eventually, and fans forums have fell on the heart, uh, on on the behind. So, so, so I can understand that, but that's where it's at, Rob. It's a it's a great thing, Dave. Obviously, Ian Blees has listened, Dante. He, he sounds like he's going to back it, Paul. And you know, it's, it's a great great thing that you know that, that, that Dave's doing it. Of course, it is. Yeah, I'd like to congratulate Dave. I think he's he's brilliant. There, it's it's been a breath of fresh air for me reading that from him the other day. It's sort of raised my spirits because I was down and out yesterday I was really fed up with all this uh, with all this you know about the name change and things like that so I, I, he's really cheered me up and I, I think it's brilliant I think it's a, a great idea um, and I'm just going to be a bit critical of the club here I think the club need to back it they do 
they need to back people like Dave and the, you know the people who are volunteering because these are these people are the life and soul of this club and Southern Rugby League. We've got some of the most passionate people going. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but you know the, the Facebook pages that they do. You know, people they're always on there, aren't they? Spreading the word. The lads on Southern Simon Dennis. They're doing a great job. We've got a lot of good people at Southern doing things now and trying to raise the profile of this club. The club needs to get on board as well. It's like going back to that, that fans board that they, they had. Why don't they have that anymore? Is it just because they can't be bothered to do it? I, I don't know, but they need to do You've got to, You can't just have one meeting and then just fob it off. You've got to follow things through and keep it going, continuity, keep working hard. And You know, Dave's doing a great job there by the sounds of it and I just hope please he gets on board with it, the club get on board with it, cash, whatever. Because um, there's, there's people out there who, who are willing to do it and, and that's great. Yeah, passion's there. Ian Blease is looking for ideas, looking for enthusiasm, and for me, he's got it through through Dave and, and his group of people who are going to be out there promoting the club in the in the city. We we asked for you know marketing strategies. We asked to go you know the city to be go out in this in the you know the community, like you said in shops in in local areas where people sort of get together in pubs and stuff. If, if we are able to get our identity out there, Dave, you know it'd be a big step, and it'll also make marketing the club easier for the club. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, guys, this isn't about this isn't about me. This is about fans like me who just want to do something. I mean, I'm doing it anyway. I'm I'm I've never got my phone out of my hand tweeting about the club. Um, I know I know exactly what's going on at the club because I'm never off Twitter. So all I'm doing is 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 getting like-minded people um, and. And just getting them into a group where we can be a bit coordinated, so we're not all we're not all sort of walking along the same patch. And we're, like I say, we've pretty much got the city city covered, um, uh, and we can start start to get to get the message out there. Um, and, and and I totally agree. These 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 um, these so many groups. Um, Rob, you mentioned them before um, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's real. We've got real passionate fans, and I've been overwhelmed. I've had. I'm not going to name names, but I've had a, a retired chap messaging me all day with ideas. Um, who's going to come over from Rochdale, um, pick up posters from the AJ Bell, and because no one's put their hand up for Earlham and Cadizad, he's going to. He's going to go and. Uh, he's going to go and find poster sites in Earlham and Cadizad for the next home fixture. Do you know what I mean? How good's that? He just wants to be. He just wants to be involved in the club. He's passionate about the club. Um, that's who it's about. It's not about me. It could have been anyone who said, "Oh, I'll, I'll coordinate. I, you know, I'll get everyone's name together." And so, um, and I think we've got to remember one thing as well. People get frustrated. Um, we are a small machine, really. I know we've got a, a very rich owner, but we know now that uh, the business plan's different from the first two or three years um, this club's got a, this, this club's got to get to a position where it's financing itself um, so we haven't got a marketing department like uh, United have like City have we're just a completely different machine do you know what I mean so um, if you look across at Salford City for example Salford, Salford City FC you know they, they use for, for their uh, for their um, sort of 
highlights package and interviewing, they use the university. They, they're utilising uh, other partners for free, I would guess. So, you know, don't be so critical on the club. We've got a, 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 a very minute budget in comparison to our big, those two big machines that are sat next to us. Um, so if, if, if fans want to get involved and spread the word, I wouldn't be critical of them. Um, I think it's great. And if I can sort of help the club and direct fans through Twitter uh, to the club and get posters out there and let more people know about the club, I think I don't think it can do any harm. I think it's the missing link, me. I really do. Obviously, the, the club work hard. You know, the marketing department. You know, putting out, trying to get it out there. But like you said, because only got so many people involved in the club. You know, if this takes off and you've got thirty little legs running around the city, dropping off, you know, posters in pubs and stuff. It makes a massive difference for me, and, and I'm really hoping that, like I say, people who can spare, you know, an hour, a couple of hours a week, you know, get down and, and help you, uh, and hopefully promote the club and to bigger and better things uh, in the future. So the, the, the next step for me, because I'm all I'm also involved in a community club. Uh, I'm, I'm involved down at uh, Salford City Juniors. Is to have that same sort of philosophy at the club so there's a, there's, there's a champion in, in each of our Salford in, in each of our feeder clubs we've got a champion there as well who's putting a, a flyer up who's talking about community tickets and there is that network there because the foundation with their resources I think they do a fab job but I think the communication from the club could just we could just ramp it up and I'm, I think that every, every junior that's registered at one of our local rugby clubs this is my personal opinion. I think they should. We should give him a free. I think we should give him a free uh, season ticket personally. And then, if they want to get to the stadium, their parents are coming down. Mm. That's they're they're our future of this club. That's 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 what I think where we should head. Um, but who am I? <laughs> yeah, well, I say we, we I say we aren't in charge, but it's it's a, it's a good idea because obviously you know we invest in your youth. You know, they come through, they become the next generation fans and they bring their own kids. And, and for me, the, you know, like I said, the foundation are involved, aren't they, in, in the sort of the amateur uh, scene, uh, at the sort of the, the kidded level. Um, and it'll, it'll grow and grow. We, we want sort of the success now, really, don't we? need the club to be out there now, you know, in with posters and, and banners and stuff uh, to, to try and entice the people in. You know, for now, really, but I think they're doing a great job with the with the uh, local amateur sides and and the, the kids that play because they're the next generation at the end of the day, uh, Dan. So, you know, I'm hoping that they'll be able to do it, and you know, we'll kick on from it, and it'll all be good uh, in the next sort of 12, 18 months, uh, and we'll be, you know, hopefully filling out the AJ Bell Stadium if it all um, comes up well. Uh, next bit of news: uh, Magic Weekend coach tickets, uh, coach times have changed, Paul. Um, hoping for a big following. Uh, tickets going well, I'm heard. I'm told. Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's, it's a winnable game. I've said a few times this season against against Leeds. It's, it's a good day out, isn't it? That magic weekend, like we've said. There's, there's three games. I think the day we play, and you can't whack it. The, the prices are really good, aren't they, for the, for the tickets? What, what are the prices? Tickets. Uh, oh, I've not got. I've got those ticket prices. They're not bad, are they? No, they're about. Is it twenty quid? Yeah, they're, they're all on the, on the club's website. Um, obviously, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're going to go and buy yourself a ticket, but I've got obviously the t the times of the coaches that have changed. Uh, you can go to Shan they're picking up the Shanders at seven forty five, the Royal Sovereign at five past eight, Eccles Town Hall at twenty past eight, Dog and Padres at eight thirty. 
and the AJ Bell at 845, uh, Dave. You know, obviously we want a big following going up to, to the Magic Weekend and, you know, the club able to put on coaches for people, hopefully we'll achieve that. Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, because um, I've got a right tribe with me, um, we, we drive to, to all the games, really. We, we went to Magic Weekend, sorry, we went to the Million Pound Game on the coach um, and really enjoyed it, but just find it easy with young families to just that throw, chuck them all in the car. Um, and I think this year, um, we're, we're just driving, we're driving up for the day. Last year, we, we stopped over, uh, just me and uh, me and the boss, um, and had a night out in Newcastle. But uh, we're just we're going to take the full team up this year and uh, spend just spend the Sunday up there. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great idea. Lots of fans, are, you know, really keen. I think it's important, Paul, that everyone kind of gets the tickets together, um, so we can generate an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you want us all sat together, don't you, and, uh, and create a bit of an atmosphere. I mean, I mean last season, was it against Witness last season? I think all the, all their supporters were sat together last season, weren't they? And, you know, uh, it didn't do them any good, did it? Because we did we win last season? We beat them last season, so uh, yeah. So yeah, I, hopefully we can all we can all get to get together and uh, be sat together. Because like we were saying before, it is it's, it's a great day out, and especially the way we're playing at the moment, the rugby, the rugby that we're playing, um, it, sh it should be it should be a really good day. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a really well-run uh, event. Um, last year, the weather was banging. Um, you know, I, I can't say I see any either. All the fans intermingled. It's a it's a great crack. So if you've never been, um, and if you've not been to one of them up at, at Newcastle, because I think they're talking about maybe switching it to Coventry next year. I think it may get. I think it may be moving again. If you've not had, if you've not been up to Newcastle. Uh, for magic, I would definitely go up because we've been we've been twice and it's been it's been a bang on each time. Yeah, the stadium's so accessible as well, and it's right in the yeah. right in the heart of the city centre, isn't it? So you can. I mean, we stay at the uh, buses, and we stayed at my wife's sister's. She lives in Benton, which is just outside Newcastle. But it's sort of I think it's two stops on the metro, so you can jump on the metro outside her house. You're in Newcastle city centre within ten minutes, and you can walk to the stadium. It's dead easy to get to. Um, and it's a great, it's great. It is a cracking weekend. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be loads of soul fans going up there uh, to Newcastle to support the boys. Uh, final bit of news I've got is um, OKR Challenge Cup tickets are available. Fifteen pound for adults, ten pound concessions, and juniors are free for season ticket holders. Are twenty pound for adults, fifteen pound concessions, or ten pound for under 17s if if you're not a season ticket holder. Uh, Dave, you know cup games. We're all excited about. It. It's going to be a, a rematch for the uh, million pound miracle and. Uh, you know, it's going to be a bit of a tasty affair, I reckon. Yeah, I think um, I think for the whole KR fans, the fixture seems to just just gauging sort of the feeling on social media. The, the, the fixture is a big deal for them. Um, you know, they're bruised from our last meeting. Um, for us, we just got to we just got to play like we're playing, and then and we're. I have no qualms that uh, we will do any we will do them at the AJ Bell. The AJ Bell has become a fortress. Have we only lost to Wigan there this season? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I'm confident we will we will beat them uh, at home. Unfortunately, it's on the cameras because that's not good for our gate. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm happy we will uh, we'll do them. Um, 
on the TV. Um, okay, no qualms. Right. So obviously, get yourselves into the uh, the stadium, pick up your Challenge Cup tickets, and uh, let's uh, continue our march to to Wembley. So that's all the news we've got this week. Me and Paul managed to speak to Tanya Arnold from the Super League show uh, about Salford season so far in the win game, and this is what she had to say. Right, well, for Devil in Detail, me and Rob are delighted to say we've been joined by Tanya Arnold of the BBC. Uh, what do you think of Salford so far this season, Tanya? Really, really impressed with them. And, you know, today when you've had a few players out, made some changes, still a really impressive performance. And uh, Ben Murdoch Priscilla is, is about three men out there, isn't he? He's absolutely storming to watch. He took some stopping for that try. I think he took three Salford players over the line with him. And, uh, like you say, they had quite a lot of young players out today, Salford. They've shown up really well. And, uh, you know, they must be, must be impressing you in the, in the media. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Brian Nobles just said, said to him, yeah, can they finish in the top three? He said, yeah, absolutely. Did we think they could at the beginning of the season? Probably not, but week in, week out, they're turning it on. And just talking to all of the players, we, we did a um, pre-season piece with them as well, and, and there just seems to be a real unity about the squad and, and togetherness, having gone through what they went through at the end of last year. Salford, obviously third in, in the Super League now. Looking up, you know, it's it's a kind of game changer for us fans. You know, we're, we're, it's a different scenario we're used to. Do you think we've got the ability to kick on now, you know, and, and see where we go? So, I mean, better minds than me are saying yes, and, and but I don't think anybody's getting carried away here. That's the feeling that you get. Um, and just talking to Ian Watson, I, I said we, we had uh, Gareth O'Brien did the show a couple of weeks back in the studio, and he talked about Ian Watson and the influence he had, and that he was a very honest, down-to-earth manager and he's he coach, and he certainly seemed to have a team that's reflecting that. So I don't see any reason why you can't. Big game against Wigan next week. Top three, you know, third in the table. You know, it's it's a big battle. And what do you reckon? Have you got a chance to go to Wigan and get a result? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Wigan are coming back from just being absolutely hammered. They've got a few players out. Obviously, a, a couple of uh, with England. Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't think anybody here now. I mean, you're talking as though you almost don't believe that they will. But I don't think there's. You know, you certainly talk to the players, and there's absolutely the belief now. There's, it doesn't seem to me that there are teams that frighten Salford anymore when they might have looked at them and gone. How we beat them. Yeah. I think it's an absolute. Suppose it's uncharted waters for us because we're not used to being at the other top of the table, are we? So you know, it's a, it's a decision where we have to think. We got Wigan and, and beat Wigan at Wigan. That's a big statement, isn't it? You know, going forward. Absolutely, it is. But I mean, certainly the players seem to have that belief, and the fans. You know, I, I guess yeah, as you say, it probably is a, a learning curve. But hey, you've got a stable club. They're all signed up and everything like that, and everything seems to be heading in the right direction. It just be, hopefully, you can get a few more fans down to support them. That seems to be the sort of rallying cry from from Ian Blees and, and Marwan. Big, big thanks to us in the devil in the detail. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot now, Tanya. As well, I'm going to ask you who's your team, who do you support? Oh, it's, it's a trade secret. Now, to be honest with you, I'm a Londoner by birth. So is it the Broncos? So absolutely. Well, I wasn't brought. I, I wasn't brought up supporting a rugby league team, so I'm absolutely clean as a whistle. Right, I well, hate everybody. That's my we'll style. We'll leave you sitting on the fence there. Thank you very much. You can be a red adopted. Thanks a lot, Tanya. Thanks for speaking to us. So, Paul, Tanya Arnold, you know, really complimentary about Salford's season so far? Yeah, she certainly was. She knows her stuff as well, Mm. doesn't she, Tanya? I like like Tanya. I've got a lot of time for her. I think she does a really good job on that that Super League show on the BBC. I enjoy watching that. I think it's a a good programme and um, it's just a shame it's on at a funny time at night, isn't it? It's a shame they can't get it on at a, a decent hour, but... You know, these days with people having the technology that they have with Sky Plus and what have you, at least you can get hold of it. But yeah, she spoke really well, but she wasn't for uh, she wasn't for letting us know who her team was, was she? <laughs> she was sitting well and truly on the fence there, wasn't she? But uh, but yeah, it was a good chat that, and it was it was nice it's nice to meet up. Yeah, big thanks for talking to us on the Devil in the Detail, uh, Tanya. And obviously, you know, now we've talked about 
our season and what we'll do now uh, we'll talk about what's happening in the amateur scene uh, with Paul and his amateur report Right, well, I've got this week's amateur roundup for you. Bit of a quiet week this week, you know, with it being the bank holiday, there was quite a few games weren't played and uh, there's a few postponements and what have you, but I'll bring you what I have got for you. We'll start off with the National Conference League roundup. We've got a few results there for you in that. Uh, Rochdale Mayfield played in the Conference Trophy preliminary round. I told you I struggled with that word last week and I struggled again. They went down to Alton Raiders by 25 points to 24, leading 12. 10 at half time, Rochdale Mayfield were pipped by a drop goal in the 71st minute for uh, Danny McIntosh of uh, Alton Raiders. So Rochdale Mayfield going out in the preliminary round. Uh, the fixtures for this week, uh, that was the. Oh, sorry, there's one more result. Ryland Sharks beat Waterhead Royals 64 points to 18. That was in Division 3 of the National Conference League. Sorry about that. Uh, just, the fixtures for this week will all be played on Saturday, the 6th of May. And we start with the Premier Division. It's Skirlaw against Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 2, East Leeds play Saddleworth Rangers. Salford City Roosters play Drillington. So Salford City Roosters will be looking to get their first win. You know, seven defeats on the trot. They take on Drillington at home there. Third from bottom, so there's a big chance there. Salford City Roosters with the best of luck to them. Hopefully they'll get the result this, this coming Saturday. In Division 3, there's two fixtures there involving local teams. Stanley Rangers play Oldham St. Anne's and Waterhead Warrior, Warriors play Barrow Island. Yes, North West Men's League next. There's just one result involving local size this, this weekend, which was played on Saturday, and that was in Division 5, Bolton Mets nil, Leyland Warriors 8-38. We've got some fixtures for this week. There's one game on Friday night, that is the 5th of May. Rochdale Mayfield A play the Manchester Rangers in Division 2. The rest of the fixtures will be played on Saturday. Division 1, Pilkington Rex A play Folly Lane. Division 2, it's Widnes Tigers against Berry Broncos. Division 3, Chester Gladiators versus Rochdale Cobras. Fitton Hill Bulldogs versus Wigan St Cuthbert's and Oldham St Anne's A versus the Wigan Bulldogs. In Division 4, Langwith the Reds against West Horton Lions, and Wollstone Rovers A against Little Hulton Reds. And in Division 5, it is Saddleworth Rangers A against the Bolton Mets. Well, finally this week, we look at the uh, Northwest Youth Leagues. Just a couple of results played on Sunday. In Division 1 of the under-18s, Lee East 14, Waterhead 26. In the under-16s, Division 1, Saddleworth 22, Ince Rosebridge 16. In Division 2 of the under-16s, Rochdale 40, Chorley 14. And the fixtures for this coming weekend, these games will be played on Sunday the 7th of May. In Division 1 of the under-18s, it's Waterhead against Saddleworth. In the under-17s, Premier Division, Folly Lane play Wigan and Salford City Roosters play Accrington. In the under-16s, Division 1, it is Oldham St. Anne's against Caddy's Ed. Saddleworth versus Blackbrook Blues. Waterhead versus Wigan St. Cuthbert's. Division 2, under-16s, Folly Lane take on Charlie and Rochdale play South Trafford. In the under-13s, it's Waterhead versus Oral St. James. That's in the Premier Division. In Division 1 of the under-13s, it is Rochdale Mayfield against Newton Storm and Oldham St. Anne's against Hindley. Division 2 of the under-13s is Charlie Panthers, Saddleworth Rangers, Langworthy Reds versus Latchford Giants. And in Division 3, Ashton Bears, Gold play South Trafford Raiders, Bellevue Bees play the Leyland Warriors. That's it for this week. Enjoy your week. Big game at Wigan on uh, Friday night for Salford. Hope to see you all down there. Cheers for that, Paul. And now what we'll do, we'll look forward to the Wigan game on Friday. It's time for the Devil of the Detail. 
So, Salford Red Devils take on Wigan Warriors on Friday, Paul. It's going to be a tough game. We don't care what Sean Wayne says. No, I think Sean Wayne's trying to play play the mind games a bit today and take the pressure off uh, off his team. I think he's under pressure. I mean, they, they had a, re a real towel in, at Castleford at the weekend, and from that side that I saw that played at Castleford, it was quite a strong side. That there was, you know, no mugs in that team of Wigan's and. He came out and said it wasn't acceptable, blah, blah, blah. And there's going to be a backlash from Wigan. But I think he's trying to take the pressure off his players. And from what I've read today, he's basically saying he's very excited and it'll be great if we can beat Salford sort of thing. But I, I don't buy into any of that. I'm not interested in what he has to say. But as long as we go there with the right attitude, I'm sure we can get the two points, whatever team Wigan put out. Is he taking the player, taking the pressure off his players, um, Dan and um, uh, Dave, and putting... The pressure on ours by saying what he's saying about his injury crisis. Um, I don't think uh, Ian Watson will fall for that either. Um, I heard, I heard Ian in a, a press conference um, or interview. I think it might have been on the Super League show, um, saying that uh, we'll be turning up to play Wigan's best team, their their best team that they can put out. That's how we'll be preparing. Um, Undoubtedly, they are they are shot at, and I think there'll be a few new names in there on their team sheet. But we've seen we've seen their new names this season, and uh, their outside backs they, they, they've got a conveyor belt who can absolutely smash it. So Ian won't take it. Ian won't be um, taking his eye off the ball. Hopefully. The team won't either. We won't be thinking about their team sheet. We'll be just concentrating on our game plan. And we've got a great opportunity to go up there. Um, and I'm sure you guys will tell me um, if and when we had our last win up at Wigan. But, um, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Ian will take his eye off the ball. I'm sure Paul will be able to tell you. I'm not the, man, I'm not the big stats, man. 1997 it was. 21-14. In the black kit, it was a lovely... Sunny day. I was, I was at high school, man. I remember it well. I remember uh, it, well, we've never got close. I think before that it was 1979. I think so. We've not got the the best the best record there. We've never won at the JJB Stadium. So that in itself, to me, that's a massive motivating tool. I mean, we've never won there at that ground. So how good would it be to come out out of there on Friday night to have beaten the champions? I don't care who, who plays from it. You as a player can only play against the, the players that you're playing against. And, the players won't be interested in that on, on, on Friday night. I didn't get the result. I'm pretty sure they'll be in that changing room. I'm sure Dan Murray will have that bin upside down again and be banging away on it if we can get a result there at Wigan. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, 20 years ago, and it'd be great to get a result there. And just imagine if we do win there. I mean, we had 18 points then, up to hopefully second in the table, joint top. It would be a pretty magical thing, wouldn't it? Being, a, being joint top after beating Wigan away. I suppose it's you know playing Wigan's kind of youngsters. You need to be in the right frame of mind for me. Obviously, you know Ian Watson will be there. You know, ready to motivate the players and, and obviously make them turn up and and hopefully get the two points, Dave. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, those guys in that in that squad of ours, uh, we've got plenty of uh, kids who are from Wigan. I think uh, Lannan, Bibby. Um, I'm not sure about I think maybe Dan Murray I think that group of youngsters uh, they're familiar they know the, the, the Wigan way they will be turning up there 
not not thinking that they're going to have a walkover just because uh, Wigan are shot at at the moment and they've got players out um, on suspension and they've got players out in um, at the test. So um, we've had a couple of, these last couple of se- two seasons we've had close losses there, haven't we? Uh, I mean George Stokes threw his towel through the towel in. Um, the the ref after the game last season we, we we've 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 taken them close the last two seasons I think if I'm not wrong yeah so uh, we can go there confident we're we're playing well uh, we just got to play our own game I think if we I think that's what we did in the second half against Toronto we played there we played their game in the first half against Toronto and then in the second half we came out and played our game plan and we won it I think if we can just play our game plan um, I reckon we can do them there. Um, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Hopefully, loads of reds will be going down there um, after you know the win at weekend. And you know, it's all about getting behind the boys, Paul. And you know, hopefully, Salford will come away with the two points, and our you know magical season will continue. It is, yeah. I think it's more important now than ever that people get behind, especially with with the, the rumours and the, the situation this week with with, with all that's been discussed. I think it's pivotal that everybody gets down there on Friday night, makes noise, and and chants that proud name of Salford because that's who we are, and that'd be great to see that. I, th- I know there's a lad called you know Darren Scholes, don't you, uh, Rob? He's got a, a, a banner that he's going to be taking with him, and all that, you know, to, to to tell everybody who we are. And I think that's that's going to be good. It's going to be a great atmosphere there on, on Friday night. Um, it's a good ground to go to, and it we're going to be it'd be great to go there and get a result. I think it'd be fantastic to go there and, and, and get a victory. And I'm I'm sure Ian Watson and the, and the lads are going to be switched on for this. You know, he, he, like we were saying before, Ian Watson will be tuned up for this one. I'm sure he, he'll want to go there and, and, and knock the champions off and, and put one over Shawman. And don't forget they they came to our place and, and turned us over, didn't they? So they won't finish business with Wigan this season. I think we'll, we'll I think we'll be fired up for, for Friday night, definitely. Yeah, give us your score prediction, Dave. Uh, I'll go. We we win by ten. Uh, something like um, 1626 1626 Paul have you written it down mate yeah I did my uh, all my predictions this morning uh, 2210 to Salford right my ball machine's broke so <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't, I can't turn them up actually this time so I'm going to have to guess now so I'm going to go you want to take it back that Rob you've had it that long look <laughs> at your receipt <laughs> <laughs> take it back yeah that might be a nice if, if we win I'll get a new one. I think that might be the, that might be the plan of action. I think. So I'm going to go Wigan uh, eight, Salford thirty six, thirty six eight. Thinking like you said, the boys are going to be fully focused on it. Not going to get drawn into mind games. Um, yeah. With Shane. If Salford beat Wigan thirty six points to eight, Rob. At the whole KR game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Here we go. You, can, you can get on my back and I'll run around the pitch with you. <laughs> I'll give you a lift around the pitch. Carry me around the stadium, is that what you're going to do? That'd be great. Yeah, come yeah. on, boys, we'll come on, boys. The <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be something, that one, it, boys. If we could, any winner do, but if we could go and get get those scores you two have just said there, it'd, uh, I think it'd be very special. You need to, I think you need to go back to the gym, Paul, start picking up some big weights because it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> so that's the end of this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. Uh, big thanks for Dave for coming on, talking all things off for Devils. You enjoy it, mate? Guys, I've absolutely loved it. It's, uh, I've been listening to you guys for a, for a, a long time now, 
and it's our ritual really on away days. We I listen to the podcast through the week, and I always save the uh, I, I save the uh, preview of the game for our journey up. So this week we'll be able to listen to the preview of the Wigan game um, on the road, which will be a bit weird. But uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'll come back anytime you want, mate. It's been great fun. Yeah, and obviously good luck with you with your Salford champions getting out there, promoting the, the club with leaflets and all kinds of things like that, because that's what we need. I think you're doing a great job, mate. Thanks, mate. And if anyone wants to get involved, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Willows Road. Um, if you're not on Twitter, someone will find me for you. Um, dead accessible. It's not a closed group. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. Just want to get fans doing what they want to do, which is helping the club out and spreading the, spreading the gospel. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, just get in touch. Thanks. Yeah, another great podcast, Paul. Lots going on. Really enjoyed it, yeah. Just just to thank Dave again. I mean, I'd have him on as a regular, Rob, because I think he's done a great job and it's been great speaking to him. And it's just nice to... I know. I think I know... Well, we've discussed before, I know who he is now. He's sat in front of me a few times this season and um, he was, he's sat in front of me on it. And I know uh, my wife's on Twitter and she tells me a lot of the stuff that Willow's wrote now. It's like, who the bloody hell is that, Willow? Because <laughs> we never, we're like, nah, now I know it is now. So next time she tells us something off Twitter, at least I can I can put the, the name to her face. But yeah, it'd be great to have you on again soon, mate, because I've really enjoyed tonight. And I think we've uh, we've discussed everything we needed to do. I, I said to Rob, I think it's going to be a bit emotional tonight, but I think we've dealt with everything we needed to, and I've really enjoyed doing it. And let's just hope we can we can get that result on Friday, because I think it'll be a special night. Yeah, it's been yeah good. Hopefully, hopefully if I do come back on, uh, we're not talking about um, big issues like this because you know it's been a it's been a bit challenging really, hasn't it? To speak about there's been some this last sort of uh, three or four days. Some some big things have happened at the club, and despite us being sat in third, uh, you know, on a great run, so let's just try and stay positive. Uh, that's out of our hands. All we can do do our bit is get behind the team uh, on Friday night at Wigan. Uh, and at the whole KR game, that's where that's where we count buy our tickets and just get behind the, get behind the boys. Yeah, like Dave said, get behind the boys at Wigan and and for the rest of the season, and hopefully that'll uh, take us to the the promised land, which is the top eight. So big thanks for everyone who listens to this week's Devil of the Detail. You can find us on Facebook Devil of the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and WhiteLineFeverRadio.com. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.